All right, welcome back to the Canadian Gun Vault Behind the Vault Door. My name is Mark Morelli. I'll be your podcast host. Joining me today, none other than the genius behind Tactical Woodworks, Big B, Brandon. What up? Okay, so you might not be able to hear Brandon when I'm talking, but uh, we're going to be passing around. We're going to try something a little bit different. We've uh, Poverty microphone. Poverty microphone. We've managed to find ourselves in the unfortunate position where I left my recording equipment at home, so we're going to be using my cell phone for this one. You may hear some things in the background, uh, like children running around, a little bit of music. Yep, we got popsicles on the go, and and definitely a little bit of music in the background, and they're enjoying a day out in the uh, country. I, I got to tell you, I love coming to see Brandon because I feel my blood pressure pressure drop. The second that I hit the door, uh, he's out here in the countryside. The air is fresh, and uh, I always enjoy being here with him. Brandon, Bra- Brandon, Brandon <laughs> thank, you, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, what's up? All right, so Bra- Brandon Brandon has uh, walked into my life, and I got to tell you, you know, he's a big part of the Canadian Gun Vault. Whether you guys uh, see him uh, online or not, definitely check out his IG. Uh, it's Tactical Woodworks. And uh, he's the genius uh, behind some of the things that we've got going on here at the Canadian Gun Vault, certainly uh, meeting so many of my uh, wood-related needs. And that sounds really, really gay, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to tell you right now, folks, if you haven't put the kids away already, this is going to be an 18 and over podcast coming to you from the uh, ranch, right? We're out here enjoying a beautiful day, uh, spending a little time with the family. And uh, I I wanted to tell the story. People people always wonder uh, when I start my podcast, What's he going to talk about next? Well, I'm going to tell you, when I met Brandon, okay, I was uh, just starting out. And I found myself, yeah, what, what, oh, oh, we, got, we got like a popsicle accident going on over here. So when I met Brandon for the first time, you know, he contacted me saying that he wanted to buy some of our official merchandise and he was supportive and, uh, you know, had some glowing things to say. I, I made the trek uh, out towards uh, Brandon's place. We decided that we were going to meet, uh, you know, kind of offsite at a uh, neutral location for the exchange. It kind of felt like a drug deal. But I, I got myself there. And, of course, uh, I, he, he told me what he was going to be driving. And and I managed to, you know, spot him. And of course, he gets out of uh, he gets out of his vehicle. And uh, as he as he starts to walk towards me, you know, I'm kind of fresh out of policing. Uh, I got to tell you, I, I see I see him coming, and I see you know this large, imposing man, and he's you know he's looking kind of grubby. He's got uh, you know he's got it's true he's got right he's looking he's looking like he you know just came from the shop. You know he's got this gray hoodie on. You know and his hands are you know looking a little bit dirty. And I'm looking he's got these he's got these rings on, and his hands are covered in tattoos. And you know I'm looking for one on his neck, and I'm thinking, you know, is that a teardrop or is that just the light? And I'm, th- I'm thinking, oh my God, right? This guy just looks like he got out of a penitentiary. And, you know, so I walk up to Brandon, not with the best of feelings, and he goes to shake my hand and almost pulls my arm out of my socket. And that's 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 how I met him. And I'm thinking, God, do I even want this guy to see my car? And I'm, I'm a little bit concerned. You know, this is kind of the initial infancy stages of our growth. And, you know, what kind of people am I attracting? And, of course, there's always security concerns. And I think, well, you know, what the hell? He, he invited me to come in for a coffee at the local Tim Hortons and I yeah, sat down for it too. I paid for it I paid well you were nice enough you were nice enough to buy the merchandise I thought I was gonna pay for the coffee and and certainly give you a moment of my time uh, it was very limited back then we were uh, really working hard to get this thing off the ground but I found myself with with Brandon sitting down at a you know local Tim Hortons shooting the breeze and next thing you know I realized oh my god this is a really good kid he's strong as an ox I like I was afraid so afraid he's gonna break my hand when I shook it again you know and and I 
I've, I'm not I'm not a small man myself. So like, just to put it into perspective, folks, like I I felt like he could you know crush uh, you know, raw iron, you know. And so you know I, I learned to shake uh, Brandon's hand very firmly and uh, to uh, make sure that I had my feet well planted, my knees bent, uh, so that I didn't get pulled right off my feet. That's 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 about it. <laughs> but uh, so so Brandon, I got to tell you, uh, I've I've seen your woodwork over the years. You know I've seen you progress. Uh, you've made some amazing. Uh, grips, you know, like uh, some of the things that you've done, like the 1911 grips, uh, you know, a couple of custom job, uh, you know, bread of grips, uh, those those blue line ones. I love those blue line oh, ones. Those but, fucking terrible. Right? Oh, you know, see, terrible. Terrible? You thought those were terrible? Well, uh, you know, I, like I know that you uh, you invest some of your time in doing this. So I like, I gotta ask you, like, you know, you got into firearms how long ago now? Oh fuck! Uh, you should pass that so they can hear me talk. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, hold on, wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand it off to you for a second. Wait, let's try it. Let's try doing this. Okay, it's gonna feel. Put it down. Yeah, you know what? Well, no, you gotta get close to it. No, here, do this. Are you put are you like that. All right, now that you there know you what, go. that is that gonna work? I guess your phone's right. gonna smell like fucking dirty butts. But that's okay. okay, right? We're we're here enjoying. Okay, if you've ever spent time with Brandon, I'm gonna tell you folks right now. Expect filterless review, uh, and definitely whatever's on his mind is gonna come out fast. I love this about you. Don't ever change. <laughs> All right. Uh, if if any of you if any of you have ever had the misfortune of being on Brandon's bad side, you hear about it very quickly. Uh, I'm glad to say that he's on our side uh, and. and working on our team. Uh, Brandon, what is it that drew you to firearms in the first place? I mean, you, you got into it a couple of years ago now, I think. Like, how long have you been into it now? Uh, since 2016, I believe. 2016. But, uh, yeah, we were just kicking it at my house, me and my wife and our neighbors across the street, and I'd never shot a gun at that point, and my neighbor yeah. was heavily into hunting. We got on the topic of talk, uh, talking about firearms and shit like that, and whatever he does, and um, I'm like, fuck, I never shot a gun before, but he's like, well, fuck, let's go to Silverdale and let it rip, right? And I'm like, Really? I can do that? He goes, yeah, man. I just got to be within arm's reach of you and all that gay shit. And, uh, <laughs> excuse me. The uh, Yeah, from there, it was just ever-evolving. Like, I just had the biggest boner for it. <laughs> it's, it, it hasn't it, died yet. Like, the blood flow is constantly at my penis. <laughs> it's, it's, you know what? It's definitely a great place to go. For those of you that haven't gone to the Silverdale Gun Club yet, they have rentals there, as do uh, several other ranges in the area. I, I think that everybody should know that if you don't have a firearm license and you've ever wanted to shoot a gun, now is the summer to do it. Uh, there's definitely some places that are accessible to the general public. Uh, they're uh, definitely supervised, uh, uh, you know, outings. Uh, you can't operate a firearm without a license without having somebody right next to you when you do it. Uh, Brandon made reference to it, and uh, certainly getting out for the first time sounds like it had a real positive effect in your life uh, to the tune of, you know, getting some wood, which... <laughs> well, I feel bad for, <laughs> I feel bad for my wife, because I spend more time with my guns than her. <laughs> uh, that's not too uncommon. I hear that all the time from people. Uh, for all you guys out there, you know, that make time for your wives, please make a little more. Uh, if there's women out there that hate firearms simply because they're constantly vying for position in their husbands' lives. Uh, definitely the pocketbook hit that some some couples take has got to be a lot to digest. But ladies, uh, definitely know that there's a lot of fun out there for you guys as well. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of women-oriented events now that people are running. You will not be out there all alone. Uh, for all you women out there that have Russian husbands, though, I'm not going to recommend it. They tend to yell a lot. Right? <laughs> I, there's nothing better than Yuri who's trying his best to get his wife into the sport, and she she yells. You're like, like, 
I don't like doing this anymore. And you you look over and you see you see the argument begin. Now, for all the people out there that think I'm a racist or a bigot or that I have something against the Russians, I do not. I, I just I, the way they communicate there. It's been explained to me that culturally they're just a very loud people. Uh, very direct. Uh, right? You would fit in perfect. Mm. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> no, no. They they, you know, they 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 tend to be a little uh, a little bit more forceful and assertive is is what I've been told and uh, certainly then that's that's been my experience like every sexual encounter is rape you know it's, <laughs> you know I god I hope not <laughs> but but you know uh, looking looking though at the russian people they got they've got a lot of things that you and I could talk about uh definitely what, AK47 AK47 well yeah you know what it's funny I saw a meme the other day I'm I'm looking to do a variation on it it said it said ir- irony right <laughs> The only thing to ever uh, come out of socialism that actually works. And then it showed a picture of an AK-47, yeah. right? And the left hates it. <laughs> it was, was the punchline. Uh, you know, Russian firearms. Uh, certainly you've got a couple. And, uh, you know, yeah. the SKS rifle, right? A lot of people talk shit about that rifle. What do you think about the SKS rifle? Give me your thoughts. Well... I did take a day off work to go to the range and ended up buying one. <laughs> so that work. says a lot. Yeah. Um, I didn't intend on buying one. I just went there and I felt like I needed a new gun, so I fucking bought one. And for the price, like, really, you can't go wrong. People say they're piles of shit and whatever, but hey, you know what? It's uh, one extra number in your fucking gun count, so yeah. who gives a shit? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right, well, now, what did yours right. cost you? Oh, fuck. I think I got it for two two twenty nine or two four. I don't know. I can't fucking remember. How much are they? How much are they going for now? Like three something. Really? Yeah. It's... Yeah. I remember when they were ninety nine dollars. Oh, back in the thirties. Uh, you know, shut up! It was it was it was it was maybe four or five years ago now. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah dude. I remember I remember an SVT forty sitting on the wall at my buddy's shop, and there it was. It was something ridiculously low, like two ninety nine or. Three ninety nine, and people didn't realize what it was. You know, like I thought, well, that's the coolest looking thing you got in this place. And I'm looking up, and I'm seeing this mean looking, you know, br- uh, vented, you know, gas uh, gas cover uh, area, and it looked like a giant SKS rifle with a detachable box mag. And you know, two ninety nine, yeah, you know, it's been there forever. We can give you a good deal on it, like you know. And now looking back, I really wish I had picked up like a. Du- they had crates of them. Oh really? Yeah. They were they, they were like two ninety nine. So I mean you could you could get an SVT forty for two ninety nine. Now now they start at like eight seventy five, eight fifty if you can find them. Fucking blow me at the door too. Uh, well, you know what? And, and uh, <laughs> dude, it's not uncommon to see them for a thousand bucks out there. It's crazy. The used market has gone bananas. People really want to feel that connection uh, to to the past, certainly to uh, great acts of heroism. Uh, you know, I don't care what side of the war you were on. There are heroes on both sides. I think it's really important to celebrate the contribution that our militaries make. And, that, I mean, that's everybody, the U.S., Canada, you know, way beyond. Uh, everybody that participates, you know, in serving their country in that capacity, uh, we appreciate you here at the Canadian Gun Vault. Uh, that SVT-40, though, I didn't buy it. I really wish I had. Right? The SKS rifle, uh, certainly, in my opinion, you know, has, has a real special place. Um, you know, in my heart, as, as, as probably the cheapest, most uh, interesting, least expensive fun that you can, you know, have. Because it is actually a Cold War collectible. And it's seen, it's seen combat time everywhere. Like, I think there's SKS seen, like, Vietnam and all the way into, like, you know, uh, the Afghan War and, and, and like, everywhere. 
everywhere. This thing's like turning up in pho- photography all around the world. And people people talk down about it, but I mean, it keeps on climbing in price. I really do believe one day, one day, you're gonna see uh, you know a thousand dollar SKS. I believe it's possible. Ooh, I know, that's dude. Steep. Well, it, it doesn't. Hey, it, yeah. Well, I guess it could happen. Well, anything's possible. Well, anything's possible. And when I say that, I mean I remember when M1 Garands were ninety nine dollars. Okay, and you, and it wasn't that long ago, dude. It was only about twenty years ago, right? Yeah, they they were. Yeah, well, I was like three. Yeah, so. well, you know, you you. you <laughs> no, 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 I can't do fucking math. You, that, what you said, twenty years. <laughs> yeah, I was nice. eleven. Eleven. Oh, okay, fuck. all right. Go back See? to school. Go back to school. <laughs> all right. So so back then, only only about twenty five years ago, you could buy an M1 Garand, a GI M1 Garand, right? In in many cases, you know, they were in great shape. I, I never bought my one because it, to me it was just an old rifle but like looking back you know I, I I think I I really wish I had bought again you know a case of these things and and certainly that uh, that redirecting of traffic uh, people from the firearm community wanting to you know gravitate towards these types of firearms I'm seeing more and more of it all the time you you like uh, vintage shotguns I've noticed that about you yeah you're yeah. a sl- you're a slam fire guy yeah right what you know what is it that draws you to the slam fire uh, design because you know like I mean there's the obvious but I mean what is it about it like i mean that that 1897 winchester you have right what do you like about that gun fuck i uh, just the look at it the, uh, the look of it the, the the fact that it was pretty much the first shotgun ever made like other than um fuck what was it the 1892 mm-hmm. was it yep they had problems with that and then uh came out with the 1897 <laughs> I don't know, man. I think it was just more or less the look of it and the, the nostalgia of it. Just it, it brings you back, right? Trench guns. No, not that I was fucking born in the 1890s, but <laughs> it, it's it's easy to see though how you could be drawn to that because I mean, if for the people listening that don't know what it, you know, an 1897 oh, it bites, it bites you. That bolt bites you. Yeah, if you if you take too high a grip on it when you cycle uh, the action when you it's a pump shotgun. And you gotta have pussy hands off. Yeah, you have big meat. Like yeah, if you've got really large hands, you'll find yourself, you know, smashing the hell out of it with the bolt as it slides I backwards. I hold the fucking stock half the time. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah, you got All big lower, mitts. Right? You got big. You got big mitts. Yeah. But uh, I find myself uh, you know, looking at that design, and for me, I mean, it doesn't take me back. But I mean, it really is from a different time. I mean, these guns, if you can imagine, the original trench guns had a heat shield. They had a bayonet lug that held this like sword essentially. When you look at it, it looks like it's, it's a honking cock. It's it, yeah, it's it's like a foot and a half long, and you know the, the the running joke is is that you know some some crazy yank is liable to jump into this you know trench, uh, you know blasting away with this gun. So if you've never tried slam fire before, folks, if you get a hold of one of these like older uh, shotguns that doesn't have you know the disconnector, you can hold down the trigger and just work the action and the gun goes off. And what you get is this really fast rate of fire. Which every time you rack that slide. Yeah, every time you rack the slide. It goes off, so there's no really timing involved. As and, long as and, the trigger's depressed. Yeah, you you just you just you can slam them off, and you know to have six rounds at your disposal, and and to be able to like drop that so quickly into a confined space, like you could see easily why they would call them trench brooms. Right, the idea that yeah, know, there's so many of them. You got what the uh, Remington Model Tens? I think they classify them A through D, but I'm not sure if all of them uh, all of them slam fire. I, I, I don't really know offhand um the Ithaca 37's got one of those too 
super fun gun. Well, you, you know why they got away from it? I, I'm sure it's because Slamfire was, you know, the way things were made early on. Uh, obviously, a lot of companies were doing that. Were I people imagine, crying about it? Is that what well, I, I think, I think there's... I, well, you know what? You, you got to remember, uh, universal cover mode and people that exercise trigger discipline is, rel- is a relatively new phenomenon. You know, in the 80s, uh, you know, you could see actors running around with their fingers inside the trigger guard everywhere they went. And, you, <laughs> and, and th- that was the generation I grew up in. You could see how a lot of accidents happen. But now, you know, more or less, I, I think if you ever get online and, and you, you ever make the mistake of putting your finger inside the trigger for the photo, people will call you out oh on it pretty God. fast. You know, the, 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 the finger, the finger, the trigger finger police yeah, come out of the woodwork. Picture. Yeah, it's a picture. Well, pull your tampons out, boys. <laughs> it's, it's important that you maintain a good example for the public. I, I get it. But at the same time, you know, for all the trigger trigger police out there, please uh, go easy on us. We uh, definitely, you know, uh, clear, inspect, and make sure that the firearms are safe before any photography is done. Uh, you know, unless they're on the firing line, in which case, if you point it out, usually it's about a half second before I point it out to them. Unfortunately, you know, sometimes we like to put on those pictures uh, if for no other reason than to educate the public. But uh, we appreciate everybody that makes their contribution, even if you're uh, annoying, as, annoying as hell. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the slam fire, the slam fire is something that they got away from, I think, because people were, you know, holding down the trigger and and you know closing the action and one going off. So it was more of a, more or less a safety measure. I think now, though, with the uh, you know the change in the way things are done and with the way people operate firearms uh, more safely, uh, I think we'd see uh, you know maybe a rise again in that sort of. You think that would pass again if someone uh, fucking manufactured a gun like that? Uh, I no think disconnect. I think well, I think the design is approved. I think there's a lot of units that are floating around out there that are okay to use, and so why not be able to make a brand new production model? Ah, hey, ah. new slam fire. Yeah. I like you like that idea. Yeah. You know what? I'm sure there's some legality to it, and if the if the if the fun police haven't come around and killed no, that it's one those yet, same dicks are like, oh, keep your finger off the trigger. Yeah, yeah. those you guys and everyone else is all the corporations that manufacture are just, yeah, fuck, we're not even gonna deal with those dicks, so we'll just make a safe gun. You know what? Maybe we'll make our own. <laughs> Let's do it. You know what? I love it. Anyway, this is about all the time I have for tonight's show, Brandon. Thank you so much for joining us. No problem. It's a pleasure to have me. (laughs) You're the best. All right, folks. We hope you've enjoyed this show. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and Instagram. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight and stay safe. Keep your fucking finger off the trigger.